Set life, baby. Set life. This is the one where I want to go into it to help people go from a transition to, well, transition from being a videographer, just maybe having one person on set, like somebody doing playback and the person doing everything, mm -hmm. to now like actually having like a five-man crew on set. Okay. Um, because here's the thing. As a videographer, you're doing everything. You're playing cameraman, you're playing director, you're, you're AD, you're mm -hmm. doing lighting, doing all the jobs, the audio. Mm -hmm. But now on a music video set, when you're stepping up where you want to bring other creatives in, now you want to start delegating tasks out and giving people positions. Absolutely. You know, like how you play on our set, you know, you're AD. If you're not doing audio, you're assistant director, if anybody knows what AD. You want to touch on what your job as an AD is? So my job as an AD is to know how the whole shoot is going to be um, from the script, shot list, um, understanding a little bit of art directing, understanding every department from sound, um, being able to be that liaison between each department and you. Mm -hmm. um, that way, not everyone is running straight to you for questions and, and answers because you need to focus on being a director and making their story come to life. And when people don't have an assistant director or have a crew um, and people who are delegating tasks out, usually it's just the director getting hit with a thousand questions from everybody, yeah. from the talent, from the manager from the bystanders that are on mm -hmm. set. And my job as an AD is to make sure that doesn't happen mm -hmm. and to strictly come to me or maybe my producer mm -hmm. um, and get those questions answered because people come to you, oh bro, you need to get this shot. Oh bro, that was tough, let me see that. Like, I can't have that. I gotta let you just do your job yeah. and um, keep the set rolling. Yeah, it gives, it, having an AD gives the director or the cinematographer's space to focus on what needs to be done on set. And mm -hmm. like the cinematographer, he can just deal with, you know, camera and lighting. The director can talk to the cinematographer, but also there to focus on the talent so they can deliver, you know, the best yeah. performance of their life or whatever they have to do on camera. For sure. Um, for me, I'm a director slash cinematographer, so I still direct some time, some shoots. I, I sit in a chair, I hold the playback monitor. And then there's some times where I actually am picking up the camera on the shoulder or whatever that may be and getting shots. Um, you can still do that as a director and cinematographer. Cause I guess most people see when most videographers move to a big budget music video, they just kind of sit behind the monitor and they kind of just direct the crew. Mm -hmm. And to get away from actually holding the camera, which gave him that style. I think that you should always find a good balance between that because what got you there was your camera style, you know. And then that, then 
that's when you have, as a director, you're going to have to step your game up on communication mm-hmm. and pre-production. Mm-hmm. You know, my nights before the uh, before a shoot, like with you, you know, I come up with my shot list. Mm-hmm. I, I know what kind of angles, the camera movements, everything I want to do, and then I convey that to you, and then I'll convey that to also to the art direction, what I'm looking for, and then also to my producer. So it's really big to, like, start putting them type of people on on your on your set mm-hmm. you know having having someone that can literally focus on producing getting the things that need to be done mm-hmm. the, the background stuff having the ad that can control the set to keep us on time yep. hey you know jet like you'll say yo we only got 10 more minutes to run this the shot okay cool that keeps things going and then having the art direction in arts in, in their department to be able to you know get the art direction right, and then that's G&E, mm-hmm. you know, grip and, and, and electric, you know, them guys are there to make sure that me, when I'm in cinema, um, cinematographer mode, to make sure that like the lighting, the electricity, it's it's everything I want it to be. Yep. And f- especially from that shot list or that storyboard. Mm-hmm. So as a director stepping to that new level, like I said, it's very important to have your pre-production there and have a game plan, not just going into this. Because when you get to that level, you can't really wing things. You no. you have that, well, you can leave a little room open at the end of like, okay, we got these shots. Now let's try some fun stuff. Always still try the fun stuff because yeah. if you have time, do it. That'll be like, yo, Oz, do we got time? Mm-hmm. And then you'll be like, no, we don't or we do. Mm-hmm. And if we do, we got to get that shot. Now, if I come to you be like, yo, I'm going to sacrifice five minutes of lunch because I need this last shot. Mm-hmm. Even though it might not have been on the treatment, it's just something magic that we need to take care of. For sure. Um, you always got to prioritize the final product. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes we've been running late, but it's like, if there's nothing shot and there's no video, mm-hmm. when we go to dump the footage, like, so sometimes you got to run over. I mean, the, you try not to run over. Yeah. You, you try to be... Um, timely, yeah. but if say something just goes wrong on set, right? Or th- there's this big hiccup. It could be battery, it could be um, SD card malfunctions, and it's just holding up everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would try to talk to whoever is in charge of the location. Say we rented out a location and, and try to get something worked out. Um, I mean. <laughs> Nothing ever goes completely perfect on set. No, it never, nothing does. I mean, there's always a, a chance for overage. Mm-hmm. And when I mean overage, I'm saying, to shoot a real music video, you need 12 hours. That's a full day on set, yes. 12 hour set. Most videographers, people try to cram a, a music video in anywhere between like two to like six hours, if mm-hmm. that. Um, but you really need 12 hours. Mm-hmm. So that goes to what you were saying now. If we're shooting and it looks like we're not gonna finish, plus we got clean up too, that's gonna push us in overage, you know? And you might want you might wanna set on the budget end money aside for that. You know, yes. there's things on like that goes down to your your budget list too mm-hmm. in pre-production, making sure before you even step on set, you have that with your producer saying, okay. This is how much money we want to spend on crew. This is what we want to spend on lunch and crafty. This is how much we want to spend on art department. Um, and this is how much we want to spend on location. You want to try to keep your locations 
when a 12, I would say a 12 hour shoot around like 1500, budgeting 1500, mm -hmm. and then also maybe putting like $300 aside just in case for that. You know, it's always good to have petty cash on set. <laughs> Favor money. Yeah, you know, just in case, like, you might need it. Like, yo, we're going to be, like, a half hour over. Here's some cash right here. Mm -hmm. And they'll usually take it. And, um, but then that goes now back to, like, being on set where you want to make sure when you're stepping into the, the uh, you know, film crew, like, five-man film crew. We're just talking five. We're not talking 10, 20, um, you, you want to start looking in your lo local area mm -hmm. for different creators who can facilitate them, them departments. You know, who, who, what other videographer that you might see that's got really good lighting in their music videos, but really, you know, really not doing too much, but they got something going. Invite that person onto your set and like, yo, here's your day rate. I'm gonna give you money for you to bring your lighting source, you know? and. They might have the, they might have the apertures, they might have, you know, whatever type of lights that they have. And they bring that on set. Now you, now you're, you're filling up that spot. Then you want you need somebody that's like really good with electricity, you know, can get, you know, find the outlets, get the power source, get the cables taped down, you know, um, and know how to like really max without blowing fuses. Because these lights, when you got all these lights running, sometimes you could blow a fuse. Mm -hmm. um, if you're bringing smoke machines in, you could set off an alarm. So you just want to be, you want to have somebody that has that kind of background. You could look for somebody like that, like in the construction world, you know, because the construction worker guys, they're used to working with tools and mm -hmm. electricity, stuff like that. So maybe look for that, you know, for someone in that world. Um, I would say for like a DP, who, who, who in your neighborhood or in your area shoots really dope? Who's got dope B-roll? Who has dope angles, you know? Um, bring them on set. See what they can do. Trust, you know? Tell them what you're looking for. Mix your style with their style. And then, but that's also a trust level too, to be able to allow them to do their thing. But it's communication. Mm -hmm. um, and then, AD is a very important person. Like you said, the role that you play, the AD is really outside of everything. He's really controlling the whole set. Yes. And, and that, you have to look for somebody who has good leadership, mm -hmm. you know, and knows how to speak well with others. Because if the AD comes off arrogant or, or has this kind of tone, the crew's not gonna fuck with it. They're not gonna come back, yep. you know? So, Make sure you grab somebody that has like, you know. Good people skills. Good people skills, for sure, for sure. That, and then um, I would invest in some kind of playback. You know, it's always good to have kind of playback monitors, something like, you know, C-Tech right there behind you, something mm -hmm. kind of cool to be able to, so that keeps, you know, talent and talent's friends and management away from the director and the crew because they don't have to come up to the camera and be like, yo, can we see that playback, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, so that way they're off to the side, they're making focus, they can see what's going on, mm -hmm. they can take their own little, you know, behind the scenes and mm -hmm. get that kind of vibe going on. Um, another thing is make sure you have someone good on, you know, playback music. Mm -hmm. You know, being ready and having the music cued ready to go because once, you, once, once we once we lock, scream out action, 
We want we want to have the music jump in. We yep. want to have the speaker in the right place because the artists want to hear that thump. Yep. So invest in a good like, you know, wireless speaker. You know that that thumps that got some bass to it. But you know, something that the artist can really feel in their chest. Absolutely. And I think it's also good to look at. I would say this: most people always skip this stuff. Is your C stands, your B stands, and your sandbags? Yes, definitely sandbags. Safety, yeah. safety first. Always. Safety first. You know stuff like that. Having extended arms mm -hmm. because you don't know what kind of shots. You know you might have to switch up it when you get on location. Scouting location too is a big thing. You yeah. want to touch on any of this stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I definitely say when you're gathering your crew, um, understand that moving forward when you hire them again, it's going to start to become an aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And when you are gathering a crew, make sure these are people that are dependable and aren't, and aren't flaky because you don't want to start building this style mm -hmm. with, with people and then it just falls apart and withers away. Because like you said, hiring that local DP, that local lighting guy, local grip, et cetera, et cetera, all these different people and components are going to come together and everyone meshed together creates their own, it's gonna create their own style on screen. So the way you direct, the way someone DPs, the way someone steady cams, all that together, all that together as a gumbo is gonna be the final product. Mm -hmm. Now, if you get a bunch of people who are just like these one-timer people, and sometimes like, you wanna find people who aren't all about the money mm -hmm. either. Not saying, hey, come work for free, more so what I'm saying is people who want to work together with other people. Yeah. And want to get experience too. And want to get experience because that will allow you guys to come together and start creating a consistent product. Just like how we've brought local people together, but it took us some time to fully work together in, in a steady fashion, in a, in a way that molds and meshes together. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It does make sense to find people that are more eager to want to be on set. Mm -hmm. And PAs, you know, just find people that's like, yo, put a post out like, yo, I'm looking for PAs. I'm looking for people who want to learn and get experience and see what's set like. It, a key thing, um, even about being on set, the first time I ever got on any film set, I was a PA mm -hmm. and I PA'd for almost two years before I actually was even paid anything. Mm -hmm. And first job I had was learning how to wrap the cords the right way. Mm -hmm. Learning how to wrap the cord is a big deal on PA sets, you know, especially on film sets. So even though you're on a music video set, still carry it like you're on a film production. You Absolutely. Know, it, there's not much of a difference, you know? The only thing is, what film is, it's more days. Mm -hmm. You know, music videos, like, all them a month of film crunched into 12 hours. Yeah, so you- I was gonna say, yeah. like, music video is just the baby from real cinema. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, all the real practices from real cinema are being used in the, in the music video production. Yeah. yeah, the same exact tools, the approach, everything is all the same, so study film, study movies, mm -hmm. and take that inspiration which you see from the movies and music videos and apply them to your music videos or mm -hmm. your or your short films or your 
lifestyle, your documentaries, whatever you're shooting, mm -hmm. try just just try to get out of the habit of just doing everything by yourself. For sure. Because everybody wants to like, oh, I got it. I know how to do this. You know, it it was hard for me to let go of shooting. You know what I mean? And trust another shooter. Mm -hmm. And but that I had to find someone that resonated with my type of shooting skills. Yep. And they delivered the type of style of shooting that I was looking for, the right cinematography, the right lighting. And I was like, okay, this guy, he, he shoots like me. Different, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But, and then getting bringing him on set, I actually learned some things too. Yeah. So don't let your ego clash as a director with your cinematographer feeling like, I can do this better than him. Mm -hmm. There was moments when my first set where um, there was a 30-man crew and I had to be, in, be behind the monitor. And I'm not used to that. So I grabbed the Apple box and like, and I, told, I communicated with my cinematographer and said, look, I like to be close to the camera. This is something about it. Yeah, I see the talent management sitting over there. We propped them up with a camera. But I want to sit close to you guys. So I'm like here with the monitor, sitting, standing right there with him, watching the shots on the camera, going back here, going there, like just, just feeling it because I, I need to know how it was moving. But the more we started working, the more I started stepping further away from that position. So that was going to be my follow-up question to everything you were saying is, since we're talking about set life, when you transition from a, a solo operator to a full crew type time, mm -hmm. how did your priorities change from the beginning to where you're at now? Well, it started with that part right there. Um, releasing, you know, what I had in my mind is, this is how I do it. And this is how I want it to be done. Mm -hmm. And giving trust to the crew, you know, and trusting that these guys are professionals mm -hmm. and they know what they're doing. Absolutely. And that was the first part. Second was, like I said, communicating, like with my pre-production, like a week before going into it, like mm. communicating everything that I want to the, to the crew. And them giving them homework, making sure that they understood that this is what I'm looking for. Here's my mood boards, here's this. Here, I, I want you to peep this clip from this movie. I like this shot, you know, like, we talk euphoria stuff all the time, like how euphoria is um, cinematic. You know, it's one of them shows where you can clearly just say like, wow, like yeah. I love the way it was shot. Mm -hmm. Straight before you say like the actors or anything, you just like, yo, the lighting was crazy. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, that's what I'm looking for. You know, I'm looking for people who understand that, resonate in that communication where we're seeing that in that part show me how to just like I said let go and just let it be free one when, when I step on set I got I got my playback playback monitor I'm looking at everything but I'm letting the flow of the room go you know it's like a dance letting people orchestrate what they want to trusting you trusting the other other ADs to let them run the set absolutely I, I think the biggest part is just keeping everyone motivated yes um because as the day goes on, people start getting tired. Mm -hmm. um, when you're standing around trying to figure things out, people get in this lackadaisical type of mode. And 
definitely as an AD is to keep the ante up, to keep, mm-hmm. the, keep the vibe up because it's like, you know, clap it up, everybody. We're doing a great job, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, how's everyone feeling right now? Are you mm-hmm. guys having fun? So just keeping the vibes going. Um, and, and you'll find that doing that creates a much more productive set. Yeah. Um, Jeff Fingers Films production is an experience. Yes. We create an experience every time someone comes on set. Mm-hmm. We, we're going to make sure you... The photos are jumping, the BTS is jumping, mm-hmm. you know, the playback is hot, you know what I mean? The food is good, the crafty's good. We're, we're, we're thinking about like if there's vegetarian people, just everything, fruits, vegetables, not just candy. Mm-hmm. We want people to feel like, man, like, yo, that was a crazy set. And then on top of that, we want to make sure the crew gets paid well. You know, on time. So everybody feels good about the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, they paid. This is good. Yo, I love working with Jet and them. Exactly. They 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 come. They professional. They're not worrying about getting high and all the other dumb <laughs> antics. And you know what I mean? Like, but let's create an experience. But I, for me, it's like when I when I step on set with an artist for the first time or a crew, I'll take artists first. I want them to know that, like, this is going to be a fun process. Like, let your guard down. Mm-hmm. You don't got to come with no ego. Yeah. Let's just have fun. You know, everything's going to be completely turned up. We're going to, the energy is going to be high all through the day. Mm-hmm. You're going to realize, you're going to, like, damn, time just going. Like, because the energy's there. And then my crew's energy there. We swagged out, but we look professional. We're in the right so it's like, damn, like, crew's crazy, mm-hmm. black film crew crazy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. not used to seeing that. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother experience that we're giving you. Yeah. Um, and then then we're also talking music and vibes with you. Like, damn, like, okay, these dudes also do music. They produce music. Like, okay, you come on set, you might, you might link with you, might get production, you know, who, whatever it may be. We, we bring all that aspect. We just don't bring your typical film crew to set. We got we got music A&Rs on set with us. You know what I mean? Like, yep. curating things while we on set. So it's just like, you never know. Even once, you know, we even brought the mic and had people record. Like, it's just been a vibe. All the time. All the time. So we're getting the most out of this. Hella content. As an artist, you're walking away with like, yo, I got so much content mm-hmm. from out of that little short spin. Then with talent, with what with crew, crews like that hasn't worked with us because we. What I do is I still like to, even though um, I might hire a bigger crew, like thirty man crew, we still hire our normal, our normal Jet Phoenix production crew to bring mm-hmm. them in to make sure everybody's still a part of that. And the crew that doesn't use the crew that meets our crew for the first time, they're like, yo, they move different. Yeah. Every time, like, they're like, yo, yo, follow me on the gram. Let's link, yo, because y'all move different. Y'all got a different vibe about y'all. We're not here to just take this as the nine to five. Exactly. We here to create experience. We here to be creative at the all-time high. And be personable. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, a lot of times we stepped on set with with people we've um, contracted out, and they just move like minions. Yeah. Don't like to talk. Yeah. Don't don't they're just there to do their job and collect their check and leave. Yeah. And I'm not mad at that. 
but I feel like what we do different is we make people feel included. We make people feel comfortable. Like it is okay to talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we're still staying on track. We're still prioritizing the set and mm-hmm. prioritizing the production, but we're not just walking around like we're some mimes at the same time. You get what no, I'm saying? Yeah, you know, I know. It's not, it's not a non, it's not a nine to five, that, especially on our set. Yeah. I don't know about too many other people's sets. Mm-hmm. You know, film has a world of where people just like they, like you said, they come in, do their job, go home. That's the old traditional way. Mm-hmm. That we kicking that out the door. Mm-hmm. You know, especially what we're bringing into the game. Well, we wanted to be fun. Yeah, we wanted to be fun, but we wanted to be personable. We wanted to be a connection. We wanted to be something that people feel like they're getting their creative experience out. Mm-hmm. Like, I have been always open as a director to allow even grip or somebody that's busboy, somebody that from a PA to at some point when we got through the shot list, throw their opinion in and say, yo, could we do something like this? This might be dope. Mm-hmm. I allow everybody to get a piece of that. Because to me, it's like, you never know who's, who might have the golden idea on set. For sure. And if you and if you just showing up the set, like a little thinking like, okay, I'm just here to do lights. Nobody, he gave me the list of lights I gotta do, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you just do that. Now, what I will say, not to interrupt your thought, is if you are being contracted out by another crew, just be aware of who you're around, because some people may not be accepting of that. No, I'm, I'm agreeing on that, but I think that's the problem of you got to know who you're, you're talking to that's and what they're, yeah, in the production that you're on. You know, mm-hmm. the production that you're on, that's communicated in the beginning of the production meeting. Yeah. Like, these things are open. These things are the vibe. But we're also choosing the people. Yeah. That's the thing. You, it, that's what a creator has to do. You have to mm-hmm. choose the people. You're not, don't just put out a post and just hire any person that just comes along and just, no, feel them out, see what they can do, see if they can add to the, 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 the production value. That's why you hired them in the first place. Exactly. They're there to add to the production value. Now, if the person is a kind of, quiet person, then let them be quiet. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You can be chill, but I'm at lunchtime, I'm going to sit next to you and get to know you, mm-hmm. you know, and see who, who you are and just make sure that we connect, you know, and we follow each other because if I like your work, even if you're quiet, I'm going to hire you again. Yeah. But I got to know who your character is. For sure. Because character always goes to the play of who you want on set. Mm-hmm. Because dude might be really good at DPing, Super quiet, but might not get along with the artist that we're shooting with. We've and there could seen, be drama. We've seen, we've seen drama. We can see drama from that. Mm-hmm. And then that makes the artist uncomfortable, makes the DP uncomfortable. So you got to fill these things out. You got to know who you bringing on set. Mm-hmm. Because that could cause a big problem real fast. For sure. And make a lot of things uncomfortable. A lot of tension. A lot of tension for no reason. So... Feel people out, understand who they are. Um, another thing I want to touch on about that is making sure you you touched on it, but I, I want to bring it back, is clapping on set. Oh, the slate? No, no. Just oh, like clapping. clapping just gotcha. purely like giving people celebration. For sure. Celebrating each each take. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I might got on set and go to people's sets just to kind of see how they moving. 
They don't say clap it up for this person. They like, oh, good take, guys. You know, the artist doesn't feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, A after every take, clap it up. Let them know that they, on each set, whoever had anything that in front of that camera, that they feel appreciated. And they getting, you giving them their flowers. Not until the end of the visual. Mm -hmm. Like, hype it up. For Make sure. the energy go up, you know? Um, and make sure you get BTS. <laughs> like, yeah. get, get the BTS in there filming. Get the artist saying stuff. Like, I, I fell in love with uh, MTV's making the music video. So our behind the films feels like that MTV making the music video feel, you know? It, I want people to see the, the behind the effects, how things happened, how we got this lighting set up, how this was done. And um, just being, being aware of that, but never posting the stuff before the video comes out. Yes. You know, make sure you always communicate that to everybody on set. Don't post any content till you see the director or the artist actually post it out or somebody emails you and says, hey, you don't want to leak anything too soon. No, no, definitely make sure you mention that in your uh, production meeting in the beginning is no, no social media, yeah. no phones, yeah, because you don't want any of the production being leaked out. Yeah, production meeting is really big, I think. Sets the tone. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Sets the tone, sets the ground rules discuss safety, um, just expectations from everybody, as well as the AD himself, you know, just allowing everyone to be on the same page. That way when we start getting rolling, people know what to expect. Yeah, treat it like a union job, a film union job, you know, especially with safety, mm -hmm. because like if g and &E is working in that area, the P and they see a ladder or see some electrical cords, PA should never touch that. Mm -hmm. Let go get somebody in G&E, somebody from that world, and let them know that something's out of place and let them move that, even if it was down to a damn ladder, you know? You know, stuff like that. And my favorite, before we get out of here, I, I always want to say, camera on the move. Yes. Camera on the move. That means when somebody picks up the camera and moves the camera, somebody screams out, camera on the move. You move a light, lights on the move, monitor on the move, letting people know something is moving around them because a lot of these music videos were shooting in dark areas, mm -hmm. you know, and making sure, oh, making sure you're, you're taping, uh, gaff taping the cords on the ground with G&E. If, even if you don't have G&E or have somebody doing grip or, or, or gaffing, tape the cords down. Because the last thing you need is somebody to trip over the cords. You're getting this dope shot, and then boom, you know. For sure. Be aware of your surroundings. And that also, just to back that up, is um, crowd control. Yeah. Is making sure people are in their designated areas on set. Yeah. Because you don't need a bunch of bystanders who don't need to be in the area. Mm -hmm. It just it creates too much. It's crowded. Yeah. Um, then that becomes a safety measure, yeah. as well as could jeopardize the, uh, the production. Yeah, try to try to get a green room. Um, if you can print out labels, get your logo, their, your, their logo, put it on a piece of paper, print it out on paper, put it on the door, let people know where designated rooms are. Uh, also put out like your ETA of the day there so everybody knows when it's lunchtime and stuff like that. Oh, and then just with lunch, just make sure you have a variety of good foods, 
If your budget's really low, pizza's always a good thing. Wings, fries, that's a real cheap thing. If you if you want, if you got veget, you got vegans or vegetarians, like you know Chipotle mode stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and crafty. If people don't know what crafty is, because I always somebody hit me is like, yo, what's crafty? Mm -hmm. That's candy and like little snacks on set, and that should be there at every location that you go to because. You know, people are working. Sometimes it's good to have, you know, a little candy to juice them up, you know, and make sure you got water on set too. You know, stuff like that. So budget that crafty, you can go right to the dollar store. And if you don't, if you don't, everybody doesn't eat all your crafty up, bag it up, use it for the next set. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, work on your budget. Everything comes down to your budget and idolizing how how you want to like budget the music video for, you know. But that's set life, baby. Yeah, set life. Episode yeah. nine. Episode nine. Hey, now that we wrapped up this episode on set life, make sure you go over to jetphoenixfilms.com to download the new shooter pack. It's got a treatment, LUT, shot list, some music in there. Man, you can't beat it. It's only five bucks. If you've been rocking with the Real Talk podcast, make sure you subscribe, smash that like button, and leave a comment, and be sure to follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms. 30.